Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. All right, this Brooksby guy just won. I think he's got a sponsor. There's Motorola. Speaking of which, where's my Motorola phone? I'm, I'm waiting for it to arrive still. Seriously, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Like, everyone always praises, like, online ordering stuff. Every time I order something, it takes forever. Seriously, I ordered a cell phone last Thursday. I don't know. I thought it would get, like, I figured, oh, it's Thursday. It'll probably come, like, Tuesday or Monday or something. I, I checked the tracking today. I'm like, where the hell is this thing? And I check. Oh, it should be there uh, the 24th. 24th 24th like god what's the date today actually we're moving along so yeah brooksby just won i see he's got a motorola thing he's got like his blank shirt i'm like this guy is like such a nobody he doesn't have any sponsors but uh he just won all right we got we'll bring back ian cameron here in a moment let me just get caught up to date so we were talking about taylor fritz taylor fritz is taking on uh who's this popper in uh right now it's 10 to 1 favorite he's up uh he already won the first set so we can't really do much with this. The women are getting ready to play here, Matthias. You got to learn. Let's go through this. We'll get some picks here. Caroline Garcia, minus 225 against our girl, Layla Fernandez. Hmm. 225. Layla Fernandez is plus 175. What do you think? Can we go three sets the, here? I'd, you think? I'd rather go with the over. I'd rather go with the, yeah, exactly. I'd rather go with the over yeah. than pick a winner. That's what I'm thinking. Will it go three I mean, sets? Noah Fernandez looked really good in her last match, Gabe. I thought she looked pretty good in her last match going up against Cornet. And Cornet's pretty good. She plays good in majors. And it was a good game, but Fernandez is tough. And she was hitting the ball well. It's 22 and a half, the total. I just want to see the history. Actually, we've got Babano here. Babano, you're betting on the, uh, have you dipped into the Australian Open? Or is this too foreign and international for you? <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm watching some of it. I'm not really betting much. But uh, if she's an underdog, Layla Fernandez, she's probably worth a look. And it's probably a competitive match. I, I know that Elise Cornet is, is solid. Like She's not a top 25 player, but she's solid. She's a veteran. So it was a good win in her first match. Well, Babano says I'm not doing it. I'm watching, but I'm not. In other words, no. Just say no. <laughs> just say you're not. You're not well, I not watch until I go to bed. I'm not staying up past my 2 a.m. to watch the tennis, but I'll watch till it's you know in the late night hours for a little bit. But I wanted to I'm see not staying up till 6 a.m. to watch it. I wanted to see. Uh, it's not on till 6 a.m. Um, I wanted to see what Fernandez versus um, Garcia their history is here. Versus this Garcia. Is the first time they're playing each other, Gabe. Is it? Yeah. There's no head-to-head record between them. You sure? Yeah, Garcia's yeah Garcia's four and one in the season right now. But you know what? Layla Le- Le- Fernandez is three and one. So it, it, it's kind of it's close, Gabe. You know, it's going to be a close match. But Gar- Garcia had a great year last year. She really did. Garcia won 21 and 13 last year on hard court. You know, it, she's in her specialty right now. She made a great run. But this is a new season. You know. Fernandez looked looked great in her last match. And Dude, Fernandez see. made it to the to the finals before of a major. Like she can step up. She's got ice in her veins. This girl. That's why I like the over. Um, and I get this too. 
pretty crazy. Fernandez's win against Cornet was her first ever Australian Open win. <laughs> Here we go. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Branch. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people to bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. We've got a lot of stuff to unpack. Ian Cameron will rejoin us in a couple of minutes. We'll talk football and a little NHL hockey, maybe some basketball, college basketball with Ian Cameron. we got Sigmund Bloom going to be joining us uh, later on from the uh, football guys. We'll obviously be talking football. Uh, we got Australian Open tennis going on live as we speak. And I notice like every second commercial is a Rolex commercial. You know, like the cheapest Rolex is like $13,000 now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's quite the, uh, there's quite the demographic. I don't know if like, they realize this. The people that are up right now watching tennis are like, you know, cokeheads, insomniacs, lonely, degenerate gamblers. <laughs> and, like, how many people can afford, like, you know, and, you know, like all the lawyers, you know, like all the commercials, like uh, Rolex and Lexus, the proud sponsor of the Australian Open. It's like, yeah, listen, ain't nobody watching your show right now can afford a Lexus, all right? <laughs> You're in infomercial hours now here, son, in America. But uh, we do have Layla Fernandez uh, coming up against Caroline Garcia. And Hernandez, man, uh, Fernandez, she's only 20 years old. All right? She looks like she's, like, 15 or something. Like, she, you know what I mean? You see this girl, and you're like, this this girl is going to, like, this girl is going to win. Right? And, but she's just cool, calm. She has fun. You know what I mean? She doesn't seem to be uptight. Plus 175. I think she's got a chance. I think she got a chance against Carolina Garcia. The total is 22 and a half in this um, in this match. I can live with going uh, over the number. They haven't played each other before, so if you don't want to pick a winner, you can say, "All right, it had, you know, total set." So, for the record, three sets is plus 120. So three sets is plus 120. What I like about the 22 and a half is it's not impossible to get in two sets. It'd be rare. You know what I mean? But it's not impossible, right, to nail that. So I'm going to take a, you know what? I'm going to take a, a tennis swing here. I'm going to take a tennis swing on uh, Layla Fernandez at, um, what's the match handicap? Plus three and a half. Matias, what's your pick here? So she's getting plus three and a half games. She's plus 175 to win as an underdog. I think the best bet is let's go over 22 and a half because I think this is going to be a battle, bro. And you know what? This probably does go three sets. Garcia is a veteran. She's been here before. And you've got the young, you know, hotshot kid from Canada, the 20-year-old, who's made it to a U.S. Open Finals before. She's not intimidated. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. All right, let's do this thing. It's level two. This is Sports Ranch. Australian Open Tennis rolling on right now live. Shout out to our boy John Roy in Chicago, the Windy City in the house. A lot of Rageaholics in Illinois. What's up? 
Uh, he says he's trying to find lines on the Power Slap League. Yeah, whatever. Um, not down with the Power Slap. I get did a, did a debut tonight. Um, it's just it's just stupid. <laughs> in my opinion, it's like I don't like I don't need to see like two dudes stand there and slap each other in the face. Um, I'd rather um, watch tennis, to be honest. All right, so we're, let's bring the battle back. But um, and I do like mixed martial arts, and in fact, I want to get to it after because I got to be honest with you, I got suckered in, and I even missed like a bunch of live games. I what game was it? I had like three hundred bucks on a game when it was close. And I was like watching the game, and I went to a commercial, and I just got annoyed. So I was like, I, I was like, oh, and I flicked around. I was like, what other games were on? I flicked around, and I landed on a UFC countdown show. I gotta tell you, like they they've really improved their countdown shows. Like it's good, good. Like they really know how to like rope you in, man. Now you know why I fall for the juice, Cape. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but the thing is, <laughs> it's that stuff's real, bro. I don't, I don't tell you. I don't. I never mocked you for watching it. It's entertaining as hell. It's dramatic. It's good. I told you it's not good to watch if you're betting. That's what I told you. You're right. It, It'll it mess with your head, bro. Decisions. Yeah, because you watch one guy and you're like, oh, man, this guy ain't losing, man. You know what I mean? Then they show the next guy's story and you're like, this guy ain't losing, man. You know what I mean? They're like, well, they're fighting each other. Someone's got to lose, right? Like, you know? I can't, I don't, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but we'll bring me back in one second, but I can't believe this is the guy that used the story. I can't believe this, but it was Phil Baroni that told us the story. Ugh, God. Um, but anyway, so Phil Baroni was training with, uh, was at, um, out there in San Jose. What is it? Uh, what the hell is it? A.K.A. Kane and all that. Um, Daniel Cormier. Uh, everybody was there. So who's who in the Bay Area, right? So, um, there, so basically, it was when Cain uh, Velasquez was fighting Brock Lesnar, and Cain Velasquez was like murdering everybody in the gym and stuff. And he basically, Phil Baroni said, he said Cain Velasquez like tosses Cormier around even, and just like he's a monster, and no one will be able to beat this guy, and he's going to kill Brock Lesnar. And um, the UFC Countdown show was on, and he watched the UFC Countdown show, and he called Joey Odessa after, and he told him, he goes, I don't know, man, Brock looks pretty good. <laughs> it was like, we told him, like, no, man, like, it's a TV show. Like, of course he looks good. It's a TV, they're trying to, like, rope you into this. For the record, bro, I'm just going to throw it out there right now. Glover Tickshare is winning on Saturday. That's my takeaway from the UFC countdown. After watching them both, um, I came away from this. I'm like, I'm not betting against Glover Tickshare in freaking Brazil with this kid from, like, whatever. I get it. He's good. This is next level. It ain't happening. All right? We'll get to it after. Just uh, quickly, tennis picks, Matthias, and then we'll get to Babano and football. What do you got? Tennis. We got Taylor Fritz. All the live tennis. What are you betting on right now? Live tennis right now, I'm taking the over with Taylor Fritz and Alexi Papyri. And it's 1-1 right now, and I expect it to keep going to 13 games, Gabe. You know, Papyri has a great serve. Taylor Fritz has a great serve. Uh, these guys, the thing is, Papyri is also playing at home. So he has that crowd. He has that energy. And right now, you could tell when he starts to lose focus a little bit, the crowd kind of brings him back into the games. So even when he's down 30-0, if he's serving, you see him score a quick four points, and there, then he takes a set, and boom, it's back up, tied up. So they're going back and forth, beating the hell out of each other. You know, I, I see Fritz winning the game, but I see the overplaying right now. I'm definitely sticking in that. That's what I feel great about. Man, if you're a DJ right now, they've got tennis going on on five different courts in Australia right now. Five different matches currently going on as we speak. Ian Cameron uh, with us. All right, uh, Babano, so let's do this thing. I brought this up earlier, although this is a this is a streak and a um, a record that is probably going to change, considering he's going into Arrowhead. And I like you know Trevor Lawrence. I like Trevor Lawrence. Nice kid, good kid. Um, but he said, they said, you know, it's going to be loud at Arrowhead. And he goes, it can't be any louder than it was in Jacksonville on Saturday. <laughs> it's like, well, number one, yes, it is. All right. No, it's not as though Jacksonville is known for being like the loudest stadium in the world. It's the first time in the history of that stadium that it was ever full. If it wasn't like a Florida Gator game. And 
And secondly, yeah, Trevor, you were at home in that game. So it was a little different. You were at home, right? Yeah, but Ben, I don't know if you saw his quote. It was just funny. Like, he's just so naive. They're like, he goes, oh, I know it'll be loud, but he goes, it was pretty loud in Jacksonville. I can't imagine being any louder or not. It's like, yeah, it will be a lot louder, all right? They're nut jobs in Kansas City. But how about this, Babano? Trevor Lawrence, 37 and 0 in his life on Saturdays. He's never lost on a Saturday before. Undefeated in high school, undefeated at Clemson, and now 2 and 0 in the NFL with the Jacksonville Jags on Saturdays. There you go. Lay it down. Bet a million dollars if you've got it on the Jags money line. All kidding aside, what do you think of the game now? Eight and a half points, Babano. I love that Doug Peterson just shut it down. He wasn't having any of it. He wasn't hearing any of that noise, any of that nonsense uh, in the press conference uh, yesterday. Uh, he didn't. And you know what? I like that. Keep the team focused. Don't let them develop some false sense of security. They can fall back on a 37 and 0 record for Trevor Lawrence on Saturdays. You got to have them ready, focused. I like that. Um, it doesn't mean anything, you know, the, to be honest. It is It is a good story. It is kind of crazy that, you know what I mean? What it really shows Abano is whatever. He hasn't lost a lot of games in his life, right, until he got to with Urban Meyer. But, yeah, he's only played two games on Saturdays in the NFL, guys. So let's not get carried away. But it is a, it is a cute story. But you're right. Peterson was like, yeah, whatever. It doesn't mean anything. Next question. <laughs> Here's something that does matter, at least it does to me. The 37-0 and for Trevor doesn't. This matters to me. Doug Peterson, 6-0 and against the spread as a playoff underdog as a head coach. And, of course, we saw it again last week with the uh, – Yeah, uh, including in the Super Bowl, Babano. Remember that. He beat yeah. Bill Belichick as a four-and-a-half-point underdog in the Super Bowl. I'm committing to Jacksonville plus the points in this game. Ooh. I am. I talked myself into Jacksonville plus the points. I don't know about win the game, but Kansas City – Kansas City brings the the game they did against the Raiders. They could probably roll. But for the longest time this year, for much of the season, last year, even two years ago, the Chargers laying more than a touchdown, these bigger numbers, they've been a losing ATS bet. Long-term, the numbers aren't good. And we can't forget that last year in the divisional round, not one, but both, both, Number one seeds in each conference went down on their home field. So the bye week, the extra rest, none of that mattered. You know, both of those number one seeds lost. Again, I'm not saying that's going to happen with Kansas City, but there is a real momentum factor with Jacksonville. And how many times this year, when you're getting points with an underdog, you want a team that when things are going bad, they're not going to pull the tent and go home. They're not going to give up on the football game. How many times have we seen from the Jaguars this year when they've been down, they have not given up, they have not folded, they come back and beat Baltimore, they come back and beat Dallas. Last week against the Chargers, same thing. That's what I like in my underdog. And they've made critical plays when they've needed to. And I think they can hang here with uh, Kansas City. Keep in mind, Kansas City struggled to fully put away Jacksonville in the regular season meeting. Eventually they did, but Jacksonville kept hanging around, and Jacksonville didn't even play that well that day. They're playing a lot better now down the stretch. I'll take the points with the Jags. I think it's a. I think Kansas City's going to win. I'm going to call it something like 31-34-27, something like that. But I think Jacksonville keeps it to a one-possession game. It's hard to want to bet the under of this game. I'll tell you that. It's 52 and a half as we saw the Chargers go up and down the field on the Jags. And I think the Jags will be able to move the ball on the Chiefs as well. I don't know if they're going to be able to score as many times as the Chiefs. Buffalo Bill fans sincerely hope they do. Including myself. This is Fortrage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio... And producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. one nothing in the first set here. 15 love. She actually, uh, so now Fernandez... Uh, uh, Fernandez is serving, and um, she better be careful not let Garcia break her, actually. It's, it looks like Garcia Garcia's in his zone so far. Fernandez is a little slow to get going here. We'll keep our eye on this and more Ian Cameron kick with us. And Babano is uh, stepping up and in with a bold selection. Says he's going to pull the trigger on the Jacksonville Jags to hang around with the Kansas City Chiefs. Talking about Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson is um, he's perfect. He's 6-0 and against the spread. In the playoffs as an underdog, including 5-1 and one, uh, straight up. Of course, he won the Super Bowl against the New England Patriots as an underdog when nobody believed in them against uh, Tom Brady when they had Nick Foles at quarterback. One thing that I like about these teams, Babano, they do, they're playing with house money, right, like now. Like, they already won. They came back. Jacksonville, same with the Giants. Whatever happens in their games, there's no pressure on them, really. Like, they really can just go out there and have fun. Like, Philadelphia, like, it's a disaster. Philadelphia lose this game, their season was a disaster. Like, it doesn't matter if they won, it'll just implode, and people in Philadelphia will start throwing batteries at them on, off the, on, you know, on the way off the field, right? Jacksonville, hey, great job, guys. You were the worst team in the NFL last year. New York Giants, hey, great job, guys. You hadn't won a playoff game in whatever, you know, seven, eight years, whatever the hell it was. So, it's a little bit different. So, they are playing with house money. I like your style. I like your moxie with the Jags. I can live with some angles of it. I think they can move the ball. Can they stop the Chiefs? I don't think so. The passing attack, I think that that Travis Kelsey is going to murder them over the middle of the field, Babano. But I sort of like your score, 34-27-ish. You know, I I could live with that in that range. It could be 37-27 too, right? But I like the over of the game. I think it's going to get there. Yeah, there's not many uh, games that uh, I'm really, really thinking it's going to be low scoring. And maybe that's a product of what we saw uh, in wildcard weekend where, you know, every game just about went over the total. Maybe the Dallas game didn't depend on when you bet that total, but uh, pretty much every other game high scoring. Uh, And even the Baltimore-Cincinnati game went over the closing total. So it was just one of those weeks where the overs were coming through. Uh, This is one game where probably you're going to see a lot of points uh, scored between these two teams. High total. I'm not as bullish on the over in this game as some of the others we'll talk about, but Certainly, I'm not in a rush to bet it under. And like I said, I'm going to take Jacksonville. Keep in mind, Lawrence found chemistry with Evan Ingram, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk down the stretch. He hadn't really established that yet when the when the Chiefs and the Jaguars played during the regular season. It was really after that when Jacksonville started to go on that surge and Lawrence really ramped up his game. So I think Kansas City is facing a better version of Jacksonville than they did during the regular season. I would agree with that. I think this is the best version of Jacksonville right now. You're right. They have the most confidence uh, that they've had all year, and they're playing their best football uh, right now. And they are playing with house money. All right, so the New York Giants get the Philadelphia Eagles. We talked about it. Listen, it was a great year for the Eagles, but it won't matter, right? They kind of stumbled down the stretch a little bit. You know, they were injured. You know, Jalen Hurts isn't there. But people in Philadelphia will turn quickly, and already they started to hit the panic button a little bit. They played in a game that they needed against the Giants in the last game of the year, and the Giants rested everybody and still nearly beat them. So, And what you said about the Jags not being the same team as they were earlier in the year, and the Chiefs are the same team. They just are the Chiefs. They are who they are. Same thing with the Giants, actually. You know, So the last game that they just played last week, two weeks ago, doesn't really matter, but whatever. They did hang around. Earlier in the year, they got smoked, but the Giants are better now. Like they, they, right now, they're better than they were 
at that point, even though they were winning games earlier in the year, their defensive line wasn't playing the way they were Babano. You know what I mean? Kayvon Thibodeau missed the first months of the season, like, you know, two months or whatever. Like, Thibodeau has really come on. The defensive line has really come on. Adoree Jackson. Like, everybody talks about offense all the time, but Adoree Jackson, guys, one of the best DBs in the league. And he missed a lot of time. So all those games that he missed made a massive difference. Think about every week when we talked about the Giants. It was always like, yeah, we like the Giants, but everybody's out for them. Last week, Adoree Jackson on Richard Jefferson, he completely shut him down. Um, on oh, Richard Jefferson, uh, <laughs> I watched too many NBA. I watched, I watched the NBA live show uh, too much. Justin, uh, just, Justin <laughs> Jefferson, <laughs> yeah, just Justin Jefferson. I don't know. I was talking about Richard Jefferson earlier, but anyways, Adoree Jackson is good. So I'm curious to see how he matches up with AJ Brown this time, Babano. I know. Listen, I don't have to sell you on the Giants. You've been taking them every week all year. But I am liking the Giants plus a seven and a half in this game. I think they can give the Eagles all that they can handle. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, I'm going down with the ship. Like I said last, I said last week, if, if the Giants lose to Minnesota, so be it. But uh, we're going to keep riding the team that uh, has been very good to me all season. And uh, look, this is a step up for Minnesota. Who's kidding? Who? There's no question. Philadelphia is going to be a much tougher challenge for the Giants, especially in the trenches. You know, the Giants definitely pushed the Vikings around. There was very little pass rush on Daniel Jones. You know, in terms of the defense, too, they got after Cousins. They're not going to have that same edge in the trenches here. Philly is as good as it gets, offensive line, defensive line. So that's going to get negated here. I think the key is Daniel Jones was a willing runner of the football last week, and I think Brian Dable said something about that was actually part of the game plan. They saw something in the Viking defense that was going to allow them to have the quarterback in motion throughout that game, and I think that's going to be critical. You know, the dual threat capability of Daniel Jones, which we saw last week, what did he run for, over 70 yards rushing? He's going to need to, I think, in this game. because It won't be as easy to run against the Eagles as it was the Vikings. No, they're good sideline to sideline as well, uh, the defenders of Philly. So, you know, will he get those big chunk yardage plays running the football if the pocket breaks down in this game like he did against Minnesota? Maybe not, but he's going to have to use that athleticism here even more so against the Eagles. You know, there's questions about how healthy Jalen Hurts is. You know, there's questions about how healthy Lane Johnson is, the great, uh, you know, one of the top rate tackles in the NFL when he's healthy. You know, so again, the by week supposed to help that, but we won't know until we see in this game. And for all things considered, when the Eagles just pummeled the Giants, they played each other twice. You throw out the last game because the Eagles were resting up, or the Giants were resting everybody in that game. But the first meeting, I know the Eagles pounded the Giants, but that was when the Giants were going through their midseason swoon. Remember, they got off to that hot start, then they went through some struggles, they regressed, they came back to the pack, and then they got hot again down the stretch. Well, that's when they played Philly the first time, and they were really banged up, the Giants, you know, at that time, really suffering significant injuries. They're healthy as they've been in a while. You mentioned Adoree Jackson being back. The job he did on Jefferson was commendable. Can he do that on A.J. Brown and maybe force them to have to look a lot more to Devontae Smith in this game and others at receiver? That's going to be the big question. But, you know, if there's one coaching staff that I trust to have a game plan to maybe take down and challenge, you know, the number one seed in the NFC, it's Brian Dable and his staff who've done a remarkable job with this group. So we're going to take the points. All right, so the Buffalo Bills are up to five-and-a-half-point favorites uh, right now. This number just keeps climbing. Which whatever I don't does you know it's getting it's out of control now, and I say this is a lifelong Buffalo Bill fan, but you can talk all you want about the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. They're going to have an offensive line, and Joe Burrow is still Joe Burrow, and Jamar Chase is still Jamar Chase. Now, will he have as much time as he would like? No, no. But this spread is getting out of control here for a Buffalo Bill football team that. Let's teams off the hook that the Bills either will start strong and take the pedal off the metal or start slow and have to come back. Anybody that watches the Buffalo Bills know, as good as they are, they don't make anything, like, easy for themselves. And the Cincinnati Bengals are not going to make it easy for them either. I think this number is far too high right now. The total is 48-and-a-half. Babano? What are your thoughts now on the Bengals and the Buffalo Bill game? 
you're right and you're right. I'm concerned about the O-line, but I don't know if it's enough concern to sway me off looking at the Bengals plus the points. Do you know what the ATS record of Burrow is? And the bank, Well, the Bengals with Burrow since he's been there when they've been favored by less than a touchdown. So when they've been favored by less than a touchdown or they've been an underdog, Cincinnati with Joe Burrow is 31-11 and 11 against the spread. That is, that is spectacular. And that's what we're looking at here. I believe just in their last 25 games alone, the Bengals are something like 21 and four ATS, something crazy like this. And now they're getting five points upwards of that here in this game against the uh, bill, a bills team that snuck by Miami with a third string quarterback. You could say that about Cincy too. I get it. But Tyler Huntley has been around the block. You know, I don't think you can compare Tyler Huntley to Skylar Thompson. Tyler Huntley started a, a lot of games. Remember last year when Lamar Jackson well, was injured. I don't want to get into the comparing stuff. Skylar Thompson yeah. played well last week. Whatever. He did. This is it's a completely yeah. different game, anyways. This week that those the, the games, the Bills last week against the Dolphins and the Bengals against the Ravens has zero relevance. Nothing to do with the Bengals and the Bills playing each other now. What I think I'm different players, about different matchups, different coaches, different everything, and it's also a, you know. It's also a matchup between teams that just played each other three weeks ago, and the game got shut down early, right? And that was a game in which the Buffalo Bills were having a hard time stopping the passing attack of the Bengals. Now, they, the Bengals aren't as healthy on the old line anymore, but no, it's just, it's just going to be, man, Cincinnati are a good team, right? They just are, and they match up well with the Bills. I think it's going to be a real slugfest this football game. I think there'll be points on the game, but... I think the Bills win the game because of the I think the home field will actually make makes a difference here in this spot. If it was in Cincinnati, I think the Bills would be screwed, to be honest. All right, more Woody and Cameron on the other side. Garcia is up uh, two dots no, now two two. So so far so good for our over. This is exactly what you want. They're going back and forth two two right now in Melbourne. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Go on, you stupid horse. I got my last 10 bucks on you. No, don't look at me. Run! No, don't come over here. Uh, oh, boy. Whoa, hey now. Layla Fernandez just broke Carolyn Garcia's serve. She's up 3-2. She'll be serving next. We're on the over 22 and a half in this match, and we're on Layla Fernandez plus 175. Let's roll. We're in conversation with Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano. I am Gabriel Morenci. Uh, Sirius XM Channel 159, Chantor AM Radio Affiliates, including 97.1 The Freak in Dallas, Fort Worth. The Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, SoCal in the house. So as far as the Bills and the Bengals are concerned, Babano, you're talking about, yeah, it's up to five and a half now, which is getting ridiculous. I play. I played the Bills in moneyline parlays already. I played the Bills in teasers already to get a head start. I thought the number would climb, and it has. But 
The, the, dude, to me, this game is going to be a track meet, Babano. It's going to be a track meet. Like, even though the Bengals might have offensive line issues, Burrow is still going to complete passes. The Bills, you just saw Skylar Thompson go up and down the field on them. Uh, Mac Jones did. The Bengals were when the game stopped. There's going to be points in this game. It really is going to turn into one of these epic battles between Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. I think ultimately, if the game was in Cincinnati, the Bills could be in trouble, Babano. I, you know, I'm thinking, you know, 34-31. It'll be. I think we're looking. I think it's going to be a classic. It's like, and hopefully, it doesn't take too much out of the Bills if they survive because they're going to have to play the Chiefs the following week. But um, I like the over the game, Babano. I think it's like, dude. I think it's going to sail over the number. To be honest with you, the Bills Bengals game. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is too with the over is that Cincinnati couldn't run the football against Baltimore and at all, really in that game. And if they struggle to run the football here, they're going to throw the ball more, and that's good for the over because it's not going to run as much time off the clock, and you're going to have more possessions that way. And to be honest with you, they're probably better off trying to throw because I'll be honest, the Bills' secondary play really didn't didn't impress me. I'll be honest, I mean, Skylar Thompson's making some plays. Uh, against them down the field. Remember, there were a couple of big drops in that game from the Dolphins. Uh, Hill and Waddle early in the game dropped an easy big play down the field. So there's going to be plays to be made in the passing game for Burrow to to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd uh, and company. Uh, And on the flip side, you know, and keep in mind the Cincinnati game before the DeMar Hamlin incident occurred. Right down the field, Cincinnati opening drive touchdown. Buffalo got the ball after that. They went right down the field, too, but they got held to a field goal. And then Cincinnati got the ball back, and right before the Hamlin thing happened, they were going down the field again. They got it up to midfield. So both teams were marching up and down the field before that game stopped. And it makes me think that both offenses will have success here again as well. All right, Babano. Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys getting three and a half. It went down to three last night. Uh, if you like San Francisco, I was surprised about it. I'm like, whoa, man, down to three, huh? And uh, boom, back up to three and a half. And uh, the money line dipped to like 170, 172 at FanDuel. It's minus 200 uh, right now. I don't know if Niner betters were waiting and figured, all right, this is not going to get any better than this right now. And I sh- probably should have pounced. I've already put them in teasers already, actually, though, uh, as well. But I got it when it was three and a half. What's your take on the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers? Yeah, I mean, we can't bet all underdogs this weekend, can we? Uh, No, (laughs) I ain't betting the underdog in this game. Uh, It's San Francisco for me. I mean, I understand there's the belief out there that Dallas found it last week and the pass rush and Micah Parsons, and they blew up the line of scrimmage, and they didn't let Tom Brady get anything going, and Dak Prescott got his confidence and his swagger back and all this stuff. Yeah, let's see you do it now in a short week, traveling cross-country, going out to the West Coast, you know, Monday to a Sunday turnaround against the red hottest team going in the NFL right now with, a, uh, quite honestly, I think a much better defense than what Tampa Bay's showing. Tampa Bay's defense has been overrated much of the year. I mean, Cincinnati, they, could, they had a huge lead against Cincinnati, and that defense couldn't get a stop on Joe Burrow, and they came all the way back and won that game. I think the Bucks' defense just wasn't up to par down the stretch. The Niners' defense is. This is a real defense that they're going to be facing here now on the road for another second straight week going on the West Coast. Let's see how Dak Prescott and that O-line holds up here against Nick Bosa and company. That's going to be the big question. On the other side of the fence, okay, the Dallas defense, as good as they've played in weeks, yeah, now they've got on a short week going on the road. You're going to trust Mike McCarthy to come up with a game plan here against uh, this great offense, which as long as Purdy doesn't get the one concern is Purdy getting flustered by Parsons in the pass rush. But I didn't see signs of that. I haven't seen signs of that from Purdy at all since he's been the quarterback here. Even Seattle, they brought a rush at him at times, and he just sidesteps it, sashays away, and he just steps up, and he finds an open receiver for a touchdown in that game last week against Seattle when the pass rush was on him. I think I've seen enough to think he ain't going to get flustered. He ain't going to make that critical mistake if he's under some sort of pressure from the Dallas defensive front in this game, because I haven't seen it yet from this kid since he's been the starting quarterback. So I just think both sides of the ball – this is as complete a team as we've got right now in the NFL, certainly on the NFC side of things. And three, three and a half looks pretty cheap to me. 
Me and Cameron A.K. Babano kick it with us. Total is 45 and a half. Of course, that's the last game on the card. Sunday night, 6.30 Eastern time. The Bills and the Bengals are at 3 o'clock Eastern. It's a good point about San Fran, too, that I want to bring up. I like that they took a punch from Seattle. Things were looking a little, you know, tedious at halftime, I'll say, against the Seahawks. And then they just came right out and just said, no, that's enough of this. We're putting you to bed. And they rolled the Seahawks in the second half. I like that they faced a little adversity. Purdy did as well. They overcame it, and they steamrolled Seattle in the second half. I think that's positive momentum going into Sunday night. All right, Babano. So NHL hockey uh, tomorrow night. We've got the Florida Panthers and the Montreal Canadiens. Canadiens um, Canadians are a pretty injury-depleted hockey club uh, right now. They're missing a lot yep. of bodies. It's too bad that they won as many games early as they did because whatever. It's too late to actually be bad enough that you're going to get the top pick of the draft in Connor Bedard. But it is what it is. The Florida Panthers, though, minus 250 road favorites in Montreal, total six and a half. Canadians plus a puck and a half is plus 115. Canadians on the money line plus 198. Babano, what are your thoughts on the Panthers and the Montreal Canadiens game? Okay, so uh, Montreal's had their issues. I've faded them quite a bit. I've gotten off fading them the last few games. And look, a big part of it was the defense was terrible. They had given up at least four goals to every team since the Christmas break until these last couple where, you know, they, they shocked the Rangers 2-1 to one Sunday night. And then they, another solid defensive game from them uh, against Winnipeg, 4-1 to one victory. And Samuel Montembeau was the goaltender in both games because Jake Allen's been banged up and hasn't been available. So they had to go with Montembeau. Well, Montembeau's played good. Two, three starts in a row now for him. He's been solid in net for Montreal, more than solid. He's been really good. And he'll be facing his former team here if he plays in this game on Thursday night because he used to be in the Panthers organization and they kind of gave up on him and they went in another direction and they had Bobrovsky and they had Spencer Knight waiting in the wings. So Samuel Montembeau became uh, replaceable. So if he plays against Florida, I think he'll have a chip on it. He'll be fired up, I think, to play this Panthers team. He used to be in this organization, and he's playing well. And Florida is not the kind of team where, yeah, they'll be a little ticked off. They lost to Toronto in overtime. Paul Maurice wasn't happy with the officiating in that game. But you're still talking about a team that has been way too inconsistent, at least to me, to want to lay 250 with them on the road. So maybe Montreal puck line for a little security, but it wouldn't surprise me to see the Canadians hang around in this game from start to finish. Florida have beaten them. Florida have owned them. They've beaten them um, five of the last six times they played. But something that really stands out here, Baban, are the, the high-scoring natures of their games. And they did play just uh, right before New Year's. They played December the 29th. It was in uh, in Sunrise, and it was uh, 7-2. Florida beat them 7-2. Game sailed over the number. They played last year. Montreal beat them 10-2, 10-2. And uh, Florida beat them 7-4. Florida also beat them 4-3. Florida beat them 5-2. So you see a pattern here, guys, of goals, goals, goals. I'm betting the over one and a half for the first period of this game. Uh, but it didn't hit with the Jet game the other night against the Canadians. Then it opened up. But hard to believe and hard to fathom there won't be goals scored in this hockey game tomorrow night. Florida's definitely been trending that way. Montreal was as well until the last couple. But keep in mind with Montreal, that's why it's a tricky game because I think Montembeau's going to come to play. He could have one of those terrific performances against his old team. But the chances should be there. And you have to keep in mind with these last two Montreal games that stayed under. The Rangers are a capable defensive team, pretty good goaltending. Winnipeg's been an excellent defensive team this year. And they had Connor Hallebuck in that, one of the best goalies in the NHL. So it was one of two games where you could plausibly make a case for the under. Here you've got Florida, who's been kind of getting into track meets nightly. So better chance probably for the over to hit in this game for Montreal compared to their last two opponents. Yeah, this next game is a complete, uh, just a complete train wreck in which we're, you know, you want to talk about tanking and getting the best pick. Yep. So listen, Connor Bedard is next level, a superstar. Um, you know, can really change your franchise for a decade type of player, generational type of player. The Anaheim Ducks and the Columbus Blue Jackets are definitely both in the mix, uh, being as bad as they are. Uh, the Jackets are minus 144, home favorites. The Ducks are plus 120. The total 
is six and a half here, uh, Babano. What are your thoughts on this game, if any? And I won't hold it against you. So the Jackets have 28 points on the season, and the uh, the Ducks have 29 points on the season. The Blackhawks have uh, 28 as well. They're right there. And the Coyotes aren't far, far behind. Or I should say ahead at 33. But they all want to be the worst team in the league. What do you make of this one? Are you betting this game, or is this a pass for you? Maybe the over, because you got two teams that are just going to go out there and have some fun, and obviously it's two bad teams, two suspect teams. I'd probably take Columbus before Anaheim. Anaheim's just in just can't get out of their own way. They play well, they lose, like they did against Pittsburgh. They played well against Pittsburgh. They were up 3-2 in the final couple minutes, and they still lost that game, uh, 4-3 in overtime. And then they were awful the next night against uh, Philadelphia, losing 5-2. Anaheim plays well, they lose. Anaheim plays poorly, they lose. I mean, they just lose. You know, that's, that's Anaheim right now. So I can't back the Ducks at all. I'd probably be Columbus if I had Sounds to, like the I, Raptors. <laughs> they yeah. play well, they, they lose. Well, they didn't play very good, they lost. Oh, they played yeah, well, yeah. but they lost. <laughs> yeah, it's one yeah. of those, but they lost. Uh, all right, this is the, the polar opposite of that last game. Uh, the Boston Bruins and the New York Rangers battle of heavyweights, yeah. Eastern Conference heavyweights here. And as good as the Bruins are, what, they won 35 games. Right, as good as the Bruins are, man, they're small favorites here. And now the Bruins guys have a uh, robust record of 35, 5, and 4. They already have 74 points. They have 74 points. They only played 44 games. They already have 74 points. They might break an all-time uh, all-time record, but teams that win the President's Cup and have the best record in the regular season rarely win the Stanley Cup, uh, just for the record. Just throwing that out there, but... Um, what do you make of this game, Babano? The the Bruins right now with FanDuel are minus uh, 118 road favorites. Total five and a half. Yeah, yeah, I think we're coming up to the break, so I'll be quick here. Uh, Rangers, I, I think I'd look at the Rangers here, minus 105. Back-to-back for Boston. Twainman may be a net. I think the Rangers, and the Rangers seem to play the Bruins tough. I lean to the Rangers. There's a lot of games tomorrow. I got to keep scrolling, and the page just keeps going and going. We'll wrap up with Babano on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Late night anger match for class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Marenzi. Or Ian Cameron, just for a couple more moments. We got a full slate of NHL hockey on Thursday. The Minnesota Wild in Carolina. Carolina minus 176. The Winnipeg Jets plus 140 against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Leafs uh, minus 170. Total six and a half there. Islanders, Sabres, Predators, Blues. The Tampa Bay Lightning tonight just played in Vancouver. And uh, Stamco scored his uh, 500th, 501st, and 502nd career goals. He got a hat trick. 
They were victorious. Interesting to see how they respond going back to back. Vancouver and Edmonton isn't uh, close either. It's a tough trip. So they're going to be rolling into Edmonton tonight at like 4 or 5 in the morning type of deal when it's all said and done. Um, Washington, Arizona. Uh, Washington uh, in the volleyball arena at ASU. The Devils and the Kraken tomorrow night, but bad on the Kraken are home dogs, plus 105. Red Wings and Golden Knights. And the Dallas Stars, who just lost at the Shark Tank tonight or at the Crypt tomorrow against the Kings. A lot of, a lot of hockey tomorrow for you and the Ice Guys. Yeah, it's again for up for Alex B. Smith and I on that show. It'll be a busy show breaking down every game. It'll be a long one, uh, that's for sure. Uh, Jets and Leafs. Um, you've got uh, Winnipeg not happy, obviously, after they might be live against Toronto uh, tomorrow night, plus 145, plus 150. The Jets have been very good off a bad game. They haven't had many, and obviously they didn't have a good one against Montreal. They might be live at plus 145 in that game uh, tomorrow night. Uh, what else do I like? Uh, there's a couple more. I think Carolina probably beats Minnesota. I like New Jersey against Seattle. New Jersey's back on a roll. Seattle's in a brutal scheduling you know, spot right here. Tons of games, lots of travel. Back home again after the Edmonton game. I think New Jersey might beat them. I like the over in that Tampa-Edmonton game. And I'm going with the Oilers in that game, Marenzi. Oilers are starting to find their game. Jack Campbell's playing well. They're scoring goals. They got Evander Kane back. Tampa off the big night for Stamkos. Edmonton takes advantage of it, and they beat Tampa, I think, tomorrow night. I know. Vasilevsky's going to be back tomorrow, though. Uh, I, I get it. Thanks, Babano. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. Remax agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit Remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated.